Namaste. Welcome to Call and Response Podcasts with Krishnadas, where he shares meaningful stories of his life on the path of his Guru Maharaji and integrating spiritual practice into our everyday lives. Call and Response Podcasts is an offering of the Kirtanwala Foundation. The foundation is dedicated to spreading the teachings of Neem Karoli Baba, a great spiritual teacher of India. If you are interested in supporting this podcast and the work of the foundation, please visit kirtanwalafoundation.org K-I-R-T-A-N-W-A-L-L-A-H foundation.org So practice, you got to do practice, I'm sorry, you just have to. With our eyes open and our hearts open. But through a practice, you're, you're, you get used to coming back from being gone. It's more like an ability to let go. Um, I wanted to ask if you could talk a bit about um, your relationship with Maharaji and uh, maybe the difference between love as we know it in sense of in the sense of a romantic relationship or relationships and the love that you felt when you were with Maharaji. Thanks for thinking that I know the difference. (laughs) You know, okay. Each of us is... um, lives in our own world, each one of us, our own individual worlds. It's a completely subjective, subjective reality. I look out at you, and I see you, and whatever I see kind of pushes buttons in my head, and so I think I know, okay, that's what that person's like. That person's grumpy. That person hates me, that person loves me. You know, this is what we do all day long. 24-7 for our whole lives. And it was no different with Maharaji on on our side. We were seeing our projection of Guru, our version of Guru, and he, being the indwelling presence in each, in the heart of everyone, every being in the universe, that's what a real guru is. That's what God is. That's what true self is. Guru, God, and self, not different. Capital S, self. So he being completely uh, free of subjectivity, would mirror what we needed to see for us, what we wanted to see. But inside of that subjective take on him, he would manifest real love. Whereas in our lives, that kind of love doesn't usually come up too much. And if it does arise, it doesn't stay very long. Because we want something, we need something, and so we try 
to get that love, find that love on the outside, as if there is an outside. That's the funny thing. We assume there is, because we, we have car accidents with cars that are on the outside. We have relationships with people who we feel are on the outside. We go through our whole lives as if we're on the inside and everything else is on the outside. It may not be like that. And a guru is, you can't even say what a guru is, but I was going to say the guru knows that. Whether he knows he knows or he doesn't know he knows, it doesn't matter. But the guru is that indwelling awareness in each being. Presence, awareness, reality, love. That's real love. And um, so, being with a being like that lets you kind of enter into that room where the real love lives, where and that's within you, within us. It's not outside. But because we think it's outside. We, we get attached to different forms of people, and I got very attached to Maharaji's body. And uh, I suffered terribly when it disappeared, but that was my problem, not his. He wasn't attached to my body. In fact, he wasn't attached to anybody, not even his own body. So, because he saw that that's not reality, you know. we. In this room, we all sit here, and each one of us pr probably, if not, don't raise your hand, don't let anybody know. <laughs> but most of us sit here and we think that, you know, I'm me and you're you, right? And based on that, we go through our lives. We like some people, we don't like other people, we want this, we don't want that. We go through, you know, based on who we think we are. Underneath who, we, underneath who we think we are, always here, always present, is real love. That's Guru, that's God. And, and to be with somebody who can allow you to feel that and can open you up to feeling that is a great blessing. And you know, there's a great book called uh, Love Everyone. I don't know if you know about it. It's a pretty new book about, about Maharaji. And it was compiled from the diaries of many of the old devotees, old Western devotees who were there. And uh, this woman, Parvati, put it together. And when you read it, it kind of takes you through a day with Maharaji. You know, if you, the, dar the different darshans at different times we spent with him. And everybody's, you know, you'll read about a half a page of what this person's thinking about, and then the next half a page is what somebody else is thinking about and experiencing in the same moment. Completely different. You know, that was the amazing, that was one of the many amazing things about it. That ten people could sit there with, for two hours with him and go back and write what happened, and you'd have 10 completely different stories that almost you couldn't, there wouldn't be one thing that was the same, except he hit me with a banana. You know, that you could tell actually probably happened. But the rest of it was just, 
It was really extraordinary. He loved each one of us. He loved everyone in that just the way they wanted and needed to be loved and needed to be touched. Just the way Krishna danced with the gopis. He manifested 108 different forms for all each one of the gopis and loved each one of them in the way they secretly desired to be loved. That's big time. Very big time. That's avatar time. So, how are we going to get out of this subjective, totally colored version of, of life, you know? Do we think it's enough to go through life like that? Hating these people, loving these people, wanting this, not wanting that, avoiding this, holding on to this? Is that, is that going to do it? I, I, no, it was, you know, for me it was never going to do it. Even when I was 15, I couldn't. I knew there was something wrong here. <laughs> it was me, of course. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, once a month or two, I go out to dinner with six, seven, or eight of my old high school friends. We're talking 50 years ago, right? More. And um, so the other... Two, two dinners ago, for the first time, and they all know me, they all know what I do, they, they all know where I've been and how crazy I am in and, and their eyes, but they love me, it's nice of them, <laughs> very compassionate of them. We, the love is there, it's so sweet, you know, it's just to hang out with these people who still talk to you like you are in a homeroom, you know. <laughs> So for the first time, like, I've been doing this on and off for about four years now. I reconnected with these folks four or five years ago. One of them said to me, um, so why did you go to India? What's all that about? What did you, what, what's all, what did you mean about that, you know? And I was shocked because no, no, but not one of them had ever asked me that question. And all the time we've been hanging out together. So I just said, you know, um, you know, I always felt that there was something missing in my life. I, you know, I, I just felt there was something I, I, I needed that it was gone, that like a hole in my, my heart or something. It was. The next thing he said was, "Really? I never felt that." Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right? Whoa! Right? They never felt that. So what to do, right? Yeah, here, have another vodka. <laughs> um, it's, that was mind-blowing to me. Really mind-blowing. I, I can't imagine what it would have been like to not feel what I felt, which led me to do whatever happened next, right? I never felt that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So, if we want that love, if we don't want to suffer, uh, 
needlessly, then um, some practice has to be done. It's only a spiritual practice that will help extricate us from the completely immediate knee-jerk attachment and identification to our thoughts and emotions and stories that we tell ourselves. And we're doing that all the time. We create, we're not just living life, we're telling ourselves a story about what's happening based on our own prejudices, our own way we see things, how we were brought up, and, you know, it goes really deep. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's not like we're doing something wrong, but this is the way we've been programmed. So there's that, and there's also the fact that we're all here together today. Now that's pretty amazing too. There's a lot of other things we could be doing. And we're not. We, we've come here to, for some reason, and the bottom line reason is that we need something that we don't have yet. And that's that thing that my friend didn't have. Right? So there are people who don't have that uh, who don't recognize that the thing is everybody wants the same thing but for some reason or other there are people who understand that it might be possible to find it and there are people who for whom that thought never arises never arises Never. So the karmas are not there this life for them to uh, get some kind of self-awareness and find some something real in life. You know, they're not bad people. Those people, they're not bad. They they want just what we want, but they don't know that it's possible. So there's a real kind of sadness there. That there's nothing to find, why look? You know. When I went to India, I, I wanted to see it. I went there to find out if, if that love really did exist, you know. Luckily, it did. It does. But we still have to find our way into it, so to speak. And we can't keep uh, blundering through our lives with our eyes closed and imagine that we're going to find something. Got to do some practice. Got to start waking up a little bit. Right? Well, you, you don't have to change your life. I mean, it's not, nothing you're doing, nothing we're doing is wrong. But we start, we have to start adding another vector into our daily life, which is a little practice which is slowing ourselves down and starting to pay a little bit of attention to our motivations and not intellectually so much, but just to notice how we, what, why we do what we do and why we feel how we feel most of the time.
And chanting is, is, is certainly one of those practices. It's, it's the practice I do most. These names have uh, have uh, these names are direct. These, you know, they say that the name and what is named are not different, or God and his or her name are not different. That's a very interesting statement. So that means when I say Ram, where's Ram? You know, not different. So the name and what is named is not different. And like I said, Maharaj used to say, go on, sing your false, fake Ram Ram. One of these days you'll get it right once. Boom. So, so it's, it's seeds, it's like planting seeds. Every action is a seed. Every action is karma, a karmic seed that get, gets planted. If we plant seeds of, of anger and greed and selfishness and, and manipulation, people, those kinds of seeds, that's what will grow. If we plant seeds of compassion and kindness and caring and awareness of people's other people's uh, unhappiness, then that's what will grow. It's simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. Ram Nam Karnases Purahojata. This is what Maharaj used to say, from repeating these names, everything is made full and complete, everything is brought to fullness, Purna, Pura. The practice of chanting ripens us, ripens our hearts. And, um, it's not our job to keep cutting little pieces off of the fruit to see if it's ripe yet. <laughs> our job is to keep the fruit in the sun of the repetition of the names and let it ripen. That's all. Do the practice and do your life. That's it. No big deal. You don't have to change anything. Things will change because from this practice, the way we feel about things starts to change. How we see ourselves starts to change. And then, as we see things differently, we act differently. Just, it's, it, it's like I, we've been born in total darkness, right? And as we grow up, it stays dark. And so we think this is the way things are. Those shadows out there are kind of scary. and Those things moving in the dark look like demons. And, you know, it's like whatever it is. But then the sun starts to rise. It just even begins to start a little bit of light. And all of a sudden, things look differently, you know. Oh, wow. Look at, that's just a tree. 
That, that, that's just a, a demon. <laughs> so we see things differently, so we feel differently, we act differently, right? It's not, it's not like we have to kind of do anything special. But through these practices, that, that sun of love and awareness starts to rise in our hearts. And we see things differently. People don't look so scary. So. And then uh, we're able to extend ourselves to people more. We're not, there's not so much at stake. Uh, social situations change. Everything looks different. The happier you are, the less you need other people to make you happy. That takes the pressure off of them. Then they can be who they are around you. They don't have to be who you want them to be all the time. That's a heavy burden. So. Can't think yourself out of a prison that's made of thought. Never going to happen. It's not about understanding any of this stuff intellectually. We have some general view enough to keep you on the road instead of driving through the fields uh, is good. But that's any more than that. Just a waste. It can be a barrier and a problem. It's harder to give up what you think about, what you think is real, because you're really attached to that version of things. It's hard to give that up. So, can't think yourselves, ourselves, out of thought, out of prison that's made of thought. Every thought is the prison itself. Because we identify, we actually think we're thinking. Sometimes we actually sit down to think. That's interesting. I wonder how that works. Let me think about that. So Maharaji is, is like the sun, he just keeps shining. He shines on everyone equally. Um, he didn't love anybody more than anybody else. He loved everybody equally. It might have been expressed differently according to the need of that individual. One time, there was this one guy there who used to run away all the time. One day Maharaji said, where is he, where is he? Where's he gone? Find him. Where, where, could he, where do you think he went? What, what happened? Here's this guy who knows everything, right? Oh, where'd he go? Where'd he go? He said, I've fallen in love with him today. I got so jealous. You fall in love with that son of a bitch? What about me? <laughs> Damn. But it was all, it's all play. 
I hated that guy. <laughs> I really hated him. And I was sitting in front of Maharaji with him once, and Maharaji looked at the two of us, and he pointed, looked at me, and he pointed to the guy and said, you love him so much. And I looked at him, and I totally fell in love with him. Oh. To this day, when I think of him, my heart goes, ah. I don't know what happened. I hated him two seconds before that. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by the Kirtan Mala Foundation. Krishnadas is renowned for leading Kirtan, the spiritual practice of chanting, and workshops around the world. For more information about him, including upcoming events, please visit krishnadas.com. K-R-I-S-H-N-A-D-A-S.com. We also invite you to visit kirtanwalafoundation.org. K-I-R-T-A-N. W-A-L-L-A-H foundation.org Here you will find more offerings dedicated to spreading the teachings of Neem Karoli Baba. Love everyone, serve everyone. Remember God. Ram Ram. <laughs>